Good morning, everyone. It is so good to see you. We are so happy that you are joining us today. It seems like it's been so long that I've spoken to you all, but I, again, want to say good morning and thank you all for joining us. Thank you for joining the Autopsy of Her, Healing, Evolving, Resiliency. I am Iris D. Owens, and on the line with me is my beautiful sister and co-host, Stephanie Diani Green. Good morning, honey bunny. Good morning, honey bunny. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's so Good. wonderful to see a beautiful face. And I love your background. That is gorgeous. Oh, well, thank you so much. You know, that's listen, what we need to be. We need to be recording from there. <laughs> we, we were just talking about that. So we so just so you all know, there there is a trip coming up where we are going to be recording live from wherever that spot is. We will be yes, recording exactly. live on location. I, I, oh, I want to say that we're recording live on, on location. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be awesome. <laughs> that is definitely going to be awesome. <laughs> awesome. I, I can't wait for us to do that. So in any event, um, today we're going to talk about really something. I mean, everyone, if you've joined us before, you know that our, our show, you know, our podcast is really about, it's about all the many facets of womanhood. Why? Because we're both women. And if we know nothing else, we know how to be women. Right. And, exactly. and, and, there, and there are times in our lives that we have been we we will always be women. We are women. But there are times that we, you know, we kind of go, mm, what am I going to do with this? Because I'm not sure what to do with it. And so <laughs> today we're going to kind of talk about trauma. Um, and we've talked about trauma before because trauma is a uh, has so many layers to it. And one of the reasons why we're going to start talking about trauma is because, as you all know, so Saturday is 9-11. It'll be September 11th, 2021, which is 20, it'll be the 20-year anniversary of 9-11-2001, where we all know that we were attacked by terrorists and the towers went down, you know, uh, government buildings were hit. I mean, we, we were under attack. But it's also interesting that on that day, there were 13,238 children, babies born on 9-11 around the world. And so they will turn 20 years old on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And so we're going we're gonna to go from the perspective of being born into trauma, right? Yeah. Born mm -hmm. into trauma. And then how do you navigate through that? Um, because, you know, people will say, you know, there've been some of us who were told you were a mistake. Oh my God. That's, I think that's one of the worst things you could ever say to a person that was, that, 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 that has life and came into this world. You were a mistake. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I didn't really want you. Uh, okay, you know, wow, that, that's you know hurtful. Um, but to be born in or born on a day when the world was in complete turmoil and chaos. I mean, New York City, where's you know both our homes. It, I can remember, and I and I I'm going to say to each of you. Do you remember where you were? Do you remember what you were doing that day? 
I know I had just started a new job in hospitality. And the facility that I was working at was right near the airport. So our facility immediately turned into an emergency, an emergency shelter for all these people who were in Atlanta for business meetings. They were in our facility for business meetings and for conferences and so forth. But guess what? Down, these people had nowhere to go because they could not get on a plane. They couldn't go home. They couldn't rent a car. I mean, because literally it was like everything stopped. And I remember that at the time, my husband was in DC. And so now the phones were not working. There was no phone line. There was nothing, there was no communication. And I'm just at home in Atlanta thinking, okay, is he safe? Where is he? I have no idea. It was probably a day, if I remember correctly, before I actually heard from him. And then he was able to get to South Carolina and that's where we had to pick him up from. Because again, there were no, you know, there was no, no transportation, nothing. So that's, that's how we, how we got to him. Where were you, Steph? Do, what do you? I was home with my baby. Savannah was a baby at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, she was like 15 months. Okay. And I never forget that day because I was trying to have another baby. Okay. And I was so elated because you could not tell me that I wasn't pregnant. Ah, okay. And then, and I woke up that morning, my, my brother actually woke me up. My brother who lives in Orlando, he's a detective. And he was like, I, I got to tell you, you okay? Because I used to work at the World Trade Center. Oh. And what's so ironic, the last time I had been down there, I was eight months pregnant with Savannah. Ah, okay. I, and I and let me tell you something. I did not really mess around with the World Trade Center since the first attempted attack. Because I can honestly tell you, I always felt in my spirit they were coming back. Mm. We just did not know when. Right. And I had no choice that day to go down there to pay my taxes. And I was eight months pregnant. I was running through that place trying to get up out of there. Right. Because it just felt really, really uncomfortable. Right. And then, right. right well, so this is like what September. So probably like in August, the beginning of August, probably in the July, my husband had a really, really big case that he had just won. Mm -hmm. And we decided to go down to the South Street Seaport and have dinner. And I know when we were leaving that night, I was looking back at the towers thinking like, will I ever go back in there? You know, and then like less than a month later, this happens. Mm -hmm. It was like so ironic because I always had this eerie feeling about it. I'm not going right. to lie. And sure enough, my period came that day. Because mm -hmm. I, I can tell you, to see this happen, I was stressed. It was, it was yeah. just devastating. It was right. absolutely devastating. Right. right. You know? And yeah. the only people that, you know, have like a friend of mine, his wife, um, she, they're, they're married now, but she lost her first husband in 9-11. Right. Just meeting people that was in that, you know, and I got, and then I ended up getting pregnant on September 29th and I was not able to go into the city. 
Well, I, I could have, but I knew better not to because it was just so much toxicity mm. there, like in the air, you know. Right. And I was like, I'm not taking me and my pregnant self over there. And I'm I'm a city girl, you know. Right. I'm always in the city. I did right. not, and it took me. Oh my God, my kids were pretty big, you know, like maybe like two and four or three, you know, five, before I went even downtown to that region, right? You know. And right. then, but, but you know, my son is in film school now. So one of the um, one of the New, Jer- New York Film Academies, one of their schools is down in Battery Park. Okay. And then lo and behold, like Savion is what nineteen now. When I think he started there when he was like twelve or thirteen, I ended up spending all my time down there, right? And watching it revitalize all over again. It, it was just like a interesting, right. you know, right. thing. Right. And then this right. summer, Savion worked down there the whole summer. You know, right. as a teacher's right. assistant. So right. it's, right. but it's, it's bittersweet. I can honestly tell you, it's like we never really recovered from that. The city is just so, right. It was so right. different. The world, not just the city, the world. Right. You know. Right. And for me, it was I was already living in Atlanta, but I went to Page University, so I was mm-hmm. always yeah. at the South Street Seaport. Um, I actually used to work for Goldman Sachs down on that end, you know, so, exactly um, where it is. Mm-hmm. right. So it's just like, um, you know, seeing that was, it was so surreal. Like you were like, like, this is not really happening, right? Like this has got to be not real, but it, it was so real. And like I said, working that day, um, and that was my <laughs> that was my first day at work at this at this yeah. in at this building, and it was like I said, it was like it was like all hands on deck and converting, you know, having to consider con- converting meeting rooms to possible sleeping rooms because there was no place the hotels were being sold out. There was no place for people to go, and like I said, if you had all these people in the in the city for conferences and things like this, these people needed shelter until this thing was squared out and until we even understood what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then now it's interesting to me that here we are again in trauma. Exactly. I mean, I mean this pandemic is whether you mm. think it's real, whether you don't think it's real. And for me, I don't know how you think it's not real. Exactly. Right? Because mm-hmm. real thinking it's not real or thinking it's a hoax is okay. Maybe a few people went to the hospital. Maybe a few people got sick. Maybe a few people, mm-hmm. you know, but there have been thousands of people who have died. Yes. yes. Who have died and still dying. And we have exactly. been, we've been going through this for 18 months. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and to add on top of that, all the people that we lost who didn't even die from COVID. Exactly. Oh, my but God. It, so many seems, deaths. But it seems so much more impactful because it seems like for these last 18 months, we have been in a state of trauma. And we, we, have, are, we have. We're in a state of an emer- of emergency. And we don't even see the horizon. We don't see no. the rescue squad coming. We don't, we don't see the resolve. We don't see the white flag. It's just, it has been a lot. Um, you know, I, I say all the time, when someone says to me that someone's 
sick or someone's hurt or someone's, you know, I always ask, what's the name of the person? Because if I say I'm going to pray for someone, I want to know the name of the person. I don't need to know the situation because I can't change the situation. I can't fix the situation. But I just want to be able to pray for someone. But when I pray for someone, I want to pray for a person and a name, not just praying willy-nilly because, you know, what are, are you helping? And I'm sure you probably do help if you just pray general. But I feel that God definitely answers all prayers. But I think he pays attention when you're more specific. That's just me. That's my relationship that I have with him. But it is interesting to me how we are all in a state of trauma. And it's interesting, like, how are we dealing with it? Like, how are you dealing with the trauma in your life? Because in all this that's going on, even if you haven't been affected by COVID, if you haven't had COVID, you know someone who has Oh, and even if, even if you don't, you know, I'm sure you definitely know somebody has, but right. you have definitely been affected, you know, one way oh, or yeah. the other. You, you know and, what I mean? and, and this effect is, this is the effect, this is an effect, and this is why it becomes trauma, because it has a long-term effect. It exactly. has an everlasting effect. And if you don't identify what, it is creating what trauma is creating for you. You're going to constantly be in the search mode of, I don't understand what's going on with me. I don't understand why I feel this way. I don't understand why I'm acting this way. And I know for me, this week has been a really heavy week. Like the end of last week into this week has been a really heavy week where, you know, you're having moments of, for me, just crying. Like I'm praying, but I'm crying because it's just like, man, God, I, I can't do anything right here. But also that sense of discombobulation. I don't know about everybody else, but some days I feel like I leave my house and I, I like I'm losing things, but they're not lost. They're right no. there. And like, exactly, you know, yeah. and I'm like, Oh my God, I just left my phone on top. Like yesterday, that was my experience. I left my phone on top of the car. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was was in the car with me because I said to my mom, I said, hey, mom, you want to hang out with me? Come on, come ride with me, you know, in the life of a day of a realtor. And actually it was, yeah, it was yesterday. And so, or day before yesterday. And so she said, sure, come on, let's go. No, it was yesterday, Wednesday. So she said, sure, I'll hang out with you. And then I'm driving along and I'm like, because I was putting a lockbox on this house. And while I was programming it, I have, I remember putting my phone on top of the car and then I'm driving, looking for my phone, like, oh my God, the phone is on top of the car. And my mother's like, you need help. But you know what? She's absolutely right. Oh, because definitely. I, 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 I all find do. myself losing stuff, misplacing mm-hmm. stuff, can't remember mm-hmm. where I put stuff, even though I've organized something. Remember, I've just moved, Steph has just moved, but I'm trying to organize stuff and put stuff away, right? And then you come mm-hmm. back and you're going, well, where is it now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So because I, I I still can't find anything. I wanted to, I wanted to make a dress for the wedding. And I'm like, I can't even find my sewing machine. So I said, well, maybe I should just go buy another one. Like, no, I got two there in the garage. Where they are, I don't know. But I'm like, I, I'm like, where are my, I just can't find so many things. And I right. just moved Savannah to her apartment. We had a TV stand. Mommy, um, I could probably use that TV stand. Where is it? I know I brought it to the new place because I was going to initially, I didn't want to put any TVs on the wall. Right. So I was just going right. to use it and put, I was going to get a stand for my TV and use it. But right. um, right. the, the glass was too thin. The TV was too heavy to put on there. So right. I don't think I threw it away at this point. I just cannot get to it. Right. But like uh, I wanted to back up to what you were saying about the trauma and how the how it all has been affecting me, which is, you know, I ended up, you know, emergency one time and then I see you twice. Mm-hmm. And right. it all is related to all of these things that is going on you know, amongst everything else. And just being there in ICU, you know, both times incubated. Right. It's not a good feeling, you know, when everything else, and then they had to, I was, well, I guess you're totally isolated. That's why it's ICU. But it was like, they had to really, really work on me and to really, really get me out of there, you know? And both times they had to save my life. So it's, um, it, you know, it's definitely took its toll on my body and on my mental health. And then on top of that, I'm, it's, it's ongoing, you know, not ongoing to the point that I'm back in an emergency room or an ICU. But, you know, I've been like, you know, because I'm still I'm going like I could not that I cannot still go, but I still need to give my body time to heal. Right. And then when you have the emotional trauma. And it's still ongoing what we're going through in the world. It's right. hard to heal. And then you still got to still go on. I still had to go to California and make sure my son was settled. I still had to make right. sure my you know, daughters, I still had to move, you know. Right. So like, it's like I moved three people, you know. I moved right. the three of us here. Then I had to move him there. And then I had right. to move her, you know, to New York. Right. So right. It's, it's still a lot. And just trying to deal with my own, you know, severe, you know, situ- asthma. You know, and like saying, like, I, I got to just, you know, keep asking God just to remove this out of my body because I haven't been in this state with this asthma since I was seven years old. That's like 50 years ago. Right. Right. But you know here's something, something you just said kind of made me think about something Like you said you were an ICU. So ICU is intensive care unit, right? Is what ICU stands for. Right. But I think it's interesting because. It's like, I see you. And that's something I think right now, many of us are missing that are we seeing people? Are we seeing ourselves? Like, because a lot of us don't think we're in trauma. We think, we think it's this situation that's going on and it's creating trauma, which it is. But as a result, we have suffered so much loss Absolutely. During, during this pandemic. And, and when I say loss, loss is anything that you, you thought was okay and now you don't have it. So mm-hmm. let's start mm-hmm. with peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Loss of peace of mind. It's true. Loss, of, loss of the ability to move about freely as you had done prior to this pandemic. Exactly. Loss of, loss of the ability to walk outside 
and believe that you were safe mm-hmm. from harm and danger. And mm-hmm. so, right? Mm-hmm. That exactly, going, yes. Going outside was where you would go outside to do what? Get a breath of fresh air. Fresh air. And now <laughs> going outside is like, shoot, I don't want to breathe your air. I don't want to breathe your air. Mm-hmm. I don't want to breathe my air. Yeah, exactly. And, and now, and now, not only that, but the same way people are battling now for, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to wear a mask because you've already taken away my freedom of, you know, being free to do what I want to do and run where I want to go. And now you want to tell me I have to wear a mask. Um, again, I, we're not trying to get into a political argument no, about this thing. What I'm just saying is that loss is so we've lost the entire lost a lot of our privileges that we took for granted that, that's perfect very that's very perfect. minute privileges i mean yes. you didn't think anything about going outside wearing a mask or running to the mall right and knowing before you walk through that door you have to put your mask on right you know you because right. otherwise you could not come into this mall you, right. you have the ability that you whether wear, wear a mask or not but when right. you go into right. certain establishments they require a mask which i understand right. because these businesses have lost so, so much, much money from shutting down, you know yes. what I mean? And they can't yes. function. Nobody, we, as, a, as, a, as the world, we can't really afford to lose, you know, anymore, you right. know. But then this is also a good time, I think, in the world that we need to start doing more bartering for different things because everybody has all these different abilities, you know. So because this pandemic has affected the world right how can we come together you know and make this happen when it's not about money right you know it should be you know what i mean because if it affects the world and we all spend money in the world and now the money is moving differently than it was moving before right how can we still keep things moving and it not be about the money But something you, so what you just said, so if we step aside from the money part, this pandemic, if for people who did not even give it thought, is that it forced us to, one, like I said, I see you, it forced you, because if you were, whatever it is that you do for a living, right? All of us have some attachment to people in our lives, whether you're married, not married, you have, you're a child of, of, you have parents or you, or you are a parent or you are taking care of parents, whatever it is, right? Or you have children, you have pets, you have, some of that has been lost in our busyness, right? In our, in our life of busyness, because- I typically may not see you mm-hmm. because I'm so busy with all of the things that are, I feel are important that I must accomplish each and every day, right? Mm-hmm. Or in mm-hmm. this moment, in this time frame that I have, everybody is on the, I don't have time for that. I don't see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I could ignore, you could be in trauma, in pain, falling apart. And I'm like, girl, you okay? Okay, well, I'll talk to you later about it. And, uh, you know, but this situation of trauma that we're in, we need to ask ourselves, each of us, what can I do 
for another individual? Like, what can I do to help somebody right now? Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and, and hear what I'm saying. I'm not talking about financially. Right. What can mm-hmm. you do to make another human being's life a little bit happier, a little bit joyful, a little bit mm-hmm. less stressed in this period in time in which we are in? In other mm-hmm. words, what could you do to someone who's in ICU where you mm-hmm. can let them know, I really do see you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm paying attention to you and I'm willing mm-hmm. to, to be there for you because prior to this, we are all very selfish about our time. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah. all, we're all very selfish about our giving. We're all very mm-hmm. selfish. About, I mean, you know, just because what do we, I, I know now I, I will tell you, I, I, I'll tell you now I have the, the heart of gold to give, but I don't have time for foolishness. Nope, me either. Now, I don't have patience for foolishness. I don't have patience for confrontation. Nope, I don't have, not at all. I just don't, I just, that's just not where, that's not just not where I live and where I move. Nope, but never. interestingly enough, in this period of time in which we are living right now, anything and everything can become confrontational. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything and everything can become confrontational. And because we are not seeing where the other person is. You know why? Because we, we, don't, we don't live that way. Because mm-hmm. I'm so busy focused on me, I don't have time to worry about what your trauma may be. Because right now I'm dealing with my own trauma, but really I'm not dealing with my trauma. Exactly. That's, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> if, if you were dealing with your trauma, you would be able to feel for other people. Right. Because that, that, that the reality is that you have to deal with your own trauma in right. order to help right. other people with their trauma. Right. If you're all messed up, you, you don't see me. Get out of my way. I don't have time for that, you know, because you, right. you haven't dealt right. with all your own pain. And, you know, right. it's like right. even whatever type of relationship, you have to heal before you deal with other people. Oh, I like that. So you got to heal yeah. before you deal. Oh, that was good, Steph. I love that. Yeah. You got to heal you know? before you deal. That's good. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, and you cannot just keep running around here thinking that you're okay because in reality, when you don't heal and you think you're helping other people, you're just hurting them. Right. You're creating more trauma and creating you're killing, and you're, you're actually you're creating you're, more trauma for that putting, person. And damn it, you're you're being damaging to another human being. Individual. And, and and what we don't understand about that is that that's that's irresponsibility. It's so irresponsible. Oh my god, that's, it's so irresponsible. That's irresponsibility the same way how in relationships, and I don't care what relationship it is, well, because life is relational. Anytime, yes, yes it is. You, you don't yes, live in is. this. You don't live in this world on an island by yourself. Even though you think that your life would be so great, um, living by no. yourself, um, but no man is an island. No man is exactly. island. No, no man, man is, is island. island. We all need each other, and, and if we no didn't know it. Wants we to didn't be know on an island by itself. Right. Exactly. We, we didn't know it before. We know it now more than ever. Yes. More you than know ever. What I mean, and it's like, you know, people are like, oh, no, no, I, it's no, no. Because from the time you wake up in the morning, you get up in the morning, you see a mailman. How do you, that's a relationship. That's you right. see a garbage man. That's a relationship. That's a relationship. You that's pay right. the toll. That's a relationship. You go right. park your car. 
the, 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 the guy. That's a relationship. All these are relationships. However yeah. minute the relationship may be, it's still right. a relationship. I go go pick right. up my car. I got to give the guy a tip. He has to give me my keys. This is a relationship. But you know what's you know? funny? You Like I said, it's all relational. But those are the people, again, I'm going to go back to those people, the person who parked your car went and got your car, the person who brought your water to you. We tend to overlook those people, which is why for me, I make it very, I'm very cautious of when I go into a restaurant, if you, they come and say, my name is Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer, how are you today? Jennifer, Jennifer, you are amazing. Da, 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 da. Now, exactly, me too. If, and I want to know your name, not hey right. you. I want to know your name. Right. I want to know your name. Um, last week I was in, um, I was at a conference in Destin, Florida. And um, every day I had breakfast at the broken egg. Now there are several broken eggs in Atlanta. Ask, have I ever been to one in Atlanta? No. You know why? Because it's not, <laughs> it's not close enough for me to drive all the way to go to it. But I want to go. I love the name. <laughs> the broken egg in 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 Destin. Uh, our waiter's name was Stacy. From the first day we walked in, Stacy was amazing. So we we were there for like what five days that we ate breakfast. We went there every day, and when we first met Stacy, we were like. We're not going anyplace else. We will be here tomorrow. We will be here Wednesday. We'll be here Thursday. Now, what was amazing about Stacy? Because they had an amazing menu. So I think on Monday, you know, I, I chose what I wanted. And what I loved about this restaurant is that they would make substitutes for you without charging you, without saying we can't do that. We That's can't. a blessing. That was a now that's relational to me because this exactly. I'm, I want to eat this food, but I want to eat it the way I want to eat it. And, exactly. and they didn't, it wasn't any problem. They didn't punish you for it. Right. And she, <laughs> <No overcharging. laughs> every, every order she took, she never got wrong. But so on Monday, I said, Monday, I had an omelet. Da, 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 da. And I remember that there was French toast on the menu. And I said, oh, I think I'm going to try French toast on Wednesday. And I'm going to try the shrimp and, grits, shrimp and grits on Friday. Da, 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 da. When I walked in on Wednesday, Stacy says, good morning. How are you? She says, you're having um, hot water, lemon, and honey? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and you're having coffee and cream? Yep, absolutely. Okay, bet. She goes, so I remember there was a conversation about French toast on Wednesday. Are we having French toast today? Wow, that was big. Yeah. Stacy, you are my girl. Stacy rocks. Stacy rocks. Do you hear me? If I'm so so here's a plug to Stacy. If you're ever in Destin and you're staying anywhere near the San Destin Resort and Conference Center, go to the Broken Egg and ask for Stacy. But here's the thing: it wasn't just Stacy. That was the culture of the entire staff because by Wednesday, the lady who she was either the manager owner, not sure, but she was like, I'm putting y'all on the, I'm putting you on the, on the clock. I'm punching y'all in. Cause y'all need to work here. Cause y'all been here every day this week. <laughs> 
And they made, they came over, they made jokes. They were like, oh, I served you on Monday when you first came. Oh yeah, I remember you want, do you want the, do you want hot served? When I say details, because what they did was made me understand and, and recognize that they saw me. And that is something that in this world, we are so dismissive yes, of one we another. We are. I'm guilty of it. I know I'm guilty of it. I try not to be, but I know there have been times that I'm guilty of being dismissive. Because whatever it was that this person or this situation, I decided I don't want to see it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to, I don't want to do it. So I just want to say that is something that trauma starts when we are not seen, when we're not heard, when we're not believed. Right. And, and that's something I think there are a few things that went on this week, you know, that happened and, you know, of course, as human beings, we automatically, we only go to what we see because we assume we know that this is the culprit because this is what we see. But whenever you see trauma in a person or what, if you are not able to identify what trauma is, when you see extreme reverse or behavior that's not characteristic of a person, mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it just like jumps out like a jack in the box and you're going, what is wrong with you? There is trauma behind that. Of course there's trauma there's, behind there's it. There's trauma behind it and there's trauma in it and there's trauma, you know, in front of it. Oh, yes. But many times we don't see that. And that's where we are dismissive of children. Mm -hmm. So I want people to understand that because in our culture, we are very quick to say, you're grown behind, you're fast behind, you're this Please understand, that is not always a, a female, especially just all of a sudden feeling herself. No, somebody's messing with her. Someone is or has and is continuing that has brought Absolutely. to point. Because when a, child, when a child goes from child stage to all of a sudden ma maturity, you're like, wait, what, what happened? Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I want all of us to, to recognize you have to see people. You have to, you see, do have, you have to see people. And, you know, the thing is, too, that, it, like I said, you have to, well, you have to recognize it, but you have to want to do the work. You know, just like when you were talking about like the broken egg, a lot yeah, of that yeah. was they were they were great, but you're great, too, because a lot of it has to do with our level of what we bring, you know, our level that we bring there. You know, what I mean, some people we operate our energy levels, some people we operate at a very low level. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're in it. That's where, you know, you don't bring anything good to you there. You bring what all right. that muck and mire that's down there. That's what you get. Yes. If you start operating at a higher level, you get all the good things that at a higher level and you get your energy. Other people's energy will match your energy. You know, and if it doesn't, they rise to the occasion or they fall off. That's the way that happens. But we have to understand that. And people yes. really don't understand that, you know, because I wasn't I was like I was born into trauma. 
from the day my mother conceived me, it was nothing but trauma. My mother told me that when she went to the hospital to give birth to me, and I was born at St. Francis Hospital in the Bronx, she said, oh, I went there and I turned around and I was sitting underneath the cross and I was like, oh my God, because you know, she knows she's having a baby from another man, but she's married to another man. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the man that she's having a baby for, he done took off, mm-hmm. you know, because he got a couple of babies already by another woman, you know, which you knew before you lay down with him. But we have to really do the work on ourselves. But we have to yes. want to yes. recognize that. Like I recognized at a very, very early age that it wasn't right. You know, what, what was going on with me and how it was working with me, even though I went to live with my godparents. You know, I could recognize that it, I mean, it wasn't right. Like I could say that I love like bar height things and counter height tables. Mm -hmm. And I I really honestly feel because I spent my young life in a bar. The first word I knew how to spell was bar. I used to come home and tell my mother, we were at the BAR. And they used to put me at the bar and give me a Coke with a maraschino cherry. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I do not like Coke and I cannot stand maraschino cherries. Mm, interesting. And um, I, you know, and I have that, I, I love, like I'm looking for a table in my kitchen that has to be counting height. I love sitting high. And I, I do feel that's from that time because I, I'm not lying. I spent a lot of time at the bar. And when my father would take me there, and we live in the Bronx now, you know, and sometimes he wouldn't take me and I would sit in the car, me and the dog. You know, I'm like two and three years old sitting in the car by myself in the Bronx with a dog. OK, because, you know, he was an alcoholic. But I recognize that. And I, I tell my, my family laughs at me. But I can honestly tell you, because by the time I was six years old and we moved to Bergen County, I became a latchkey kid. So I would get home from school about three o'clock. But my parents didn't get home to like eight or nine o'clock at night. So I, I spent all those hours alone. Right. So I had to learn. I knew how to cook. I knew how to take care of myself. I knew how not to answer the door. And then if somebody called, um, my mother's in the shower. I knew they taught me very early on how to lie. Right. 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 You know. And so I had I had no choice. Like then I would like to stay up. I sometimes I need help with my homework. So I'm up late at night waiting for them to come home and then I'm falling asleep. You know, it, it was like, you know, I knew that wasn't good. So in the afternoon, I used to watch some um, the Brady Bunch and I got a sense of what what it should be like. You know, mm-hmm. that, I did not identify because I knew I was a black. I, I had no problem. I wasn't trying to be anything other than black. So I wasn't. About, it was just about the relationship. You know what I mean? Right. But it's a TV show understand that because I'm not that person. I, I'm, I was a lot right. smarter than that. And because I spent all my time about adults, you know, I was very bright and, and very adult-like as a child. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a lot of responsibility at a very young age, you know, because I've been an aunt since I'm like three years old. And I tell you, so my, my nieces are like three years and four or five years younger than me. And they, to this day, always, they never not call me Aunt Stephanie. Mm-hmm. You know, they never feel like, oh, we're only right. three years apart. And I mean, they they're grandmothers, some of them. Right. But they're like, oh, right. that is my aunt Stephanie, because that's how I raise them. But I used to just have to take care of them alone by myself. Right. So I learned a lot. But at the same time, I, I continue to work on myself. And when the trauma got to be too much for me, especially when I would turn nine and tried to kill myself, 
I, I, I knew I needed to do better by myself and learn all these things that was going on around me because we just tend to think that adults got it all together. And they don't because if you never heal from your own trauma, you, right. you just, and, and not to mention, you don't heal from your own trauma, but you, you tend to think because I'm an adult, I know everything. That's not how and that you, works. And, 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 and look, age does not mean wisdom. No, it doesn't. And, it doesn't. And for some people, and, 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 and please note, knowledge and wisdom are two different things. Two different things. Exactly. Right? Knowledge and wisdom are two different things, right? And so, because wisdom is more, wisdom is more the application of, of experience. That you, exactly. those are the, you've learned these things from the experience. That's right. You're on the front knowledge, lines. <laughs> knowledge is when you, you know, when you sometimes knowledge read is more, read a book or you went to school for something or you mm -hmm. trained in something. But those two things go hand in hand because you yes, must they do. learn how to take the wisdom and mm -hmm. apply it, which mm -hmm. then turns into knowledge, right? Right. And, and the common sense. And, and common sense. <laughs> and look, and that's the other thing, because you could have a whole lot of book knowledge. You can have a whole lot of wisdom, but if you have no common sense, no they, common nobody sense. can help you. Nobody they can, can help you. <laughs> they can't help you. They cannot help you. And so, and so, you know, it is, it's, you know, we're both saying the same thing is that you have to deal with your trauma. You do. And so you many do. of us are walking around in life, not dealing with our trauma. And I, and I want, I, you know, I, I look at my mother. Day. She's on, my mother's going to be 80 years old and she still lives in all of her trauma. And now she reflects it on to all of her children, you know, the eight of us. And it's really, really sad. And my prayer for her is that before you leave this earth, you will learn to deal with your trauma so you could be happy, you know, before you leave this earth. Well, at least be you at know? peace, even if you don't. Exactly. But, you know, like, I think happy again. peace is happiness to me. Peace like, you know, peace if you is, yeah, because peace and happiness are two different things. Right. Um, because they're both they're both emotion. But peace is to me, it's a state, you know, yeah, right, right. and, oh, and, and happiness and like in relation. Right. And happiness can be one moment you can be really, really happy and the next mm -hmm. moment you can be really, really sad. But mm -hmm. if you have peace, you will you learn to find the peace in it wherever you are. You well, know, if you, if you have peace, you learn to find the happiness. Well, that too. Yeah, See, yeah. So, so that, those, yeah, so those things go yeah, being at peace is so yeah. much more important to me. Yeah. Yes. But being yes. at peace mm -hmm. is more important than happiness because happiness exactly. can be temp can be a temporary thing and can change based on the people who the you, you, you're getting, right <laughs> the people you're getting happiness from or the things that because most times we associate happiness with people or things or mm -hmm. events right mm -hmm. whereas mm -hmm. your peace is something that's always and should be with you always and it's what helps you get through those moments of non-happiness or moments of trauma but it's important that we understand like right now the world is in trauma hence mm -hmm. why we're seeing so many more crazy things happening during sure. this moment because mm -hmm. isolation has again isolation will force one to face your own your own demons, demons. that's the only way sure. i can put it yeah yeah i hate to bring that word into it but it's isolation true. forces right. you to deal with your own 
demons, right? How you say they come like they chase you all around them? Chase you. Look, look, Bobby Womack said, and they the skeletons come out the closet and chase you all around the world. Y'all know that's our that's our favorite saying because it's true. Yeah, it's true. Things, it's true. You know, I I think one of the best depiction of demons um coming to get you was in the movie Ghost. If you remember Ghost, I was, movie, I was thinking the same thing. Oh my god, I think the same thing. See, that's why I tell you, this is why we are sisters, because we can remember these things and but we don't remember them for the movie. We remember them for the, the impact and the emotion exactly. that it brings upon for us. And if you we don't have memory, the, really, but yeah, right. exactly. it's the moment, if, right? you, if you've never seen the movie Ghost, there is a point in the movie where um the demons come to get this man who literally killed the the um Patrick the lead character Patrick Swayze character in the movie Ghost and of course this person was walking around and he was the one who had killed him thinking that he had gotten away with something exactly. but it was pretty much when his day uh, his day of reckoning his day of redemption came it was like these black shadows and they like came and got him yeah. and grabbed him and he was screaming. And here's the thing. There was no blood. There was no gore. There was no head cut off. There was no knives. There was no guns. But the whole idea that this man's spirit was being dragged and yes. away from him. I vowed when I saw that movie that I would never, ever, ever again in life tell somebody to go to hell. I know, I know that's right because that was a scary thing. That was that was, that our, was a scary that, thing for me. Scary thing. That was our that was our, our Tony Goldwyn from um, Scandal. He played the president in Scandal. Yes, Plus, yes, yes. He yes. is the uh, he is the heir to um, uh, what is uh, the movie studio? Mayor Goldwyn was um, MGM. Oh, okay, yeah. Go, mm -hmm. yeah his, okay. his great grandfather is G MGM. Okay, got you. Well. And so the, the so I want people to always understand sometimes that's what we have to look at ourselves as stepping outside of ourselves. And we've said this many times before. Trauma may not show up on the outside of you. And most times it doesn't. Because it's like it's like having, how can I describe it? You ever get a bruise, right? Mm -hmm. The bruise hurts, the spot hurts. But you don't see anything. See yes, yeah. You don't yes, see yes. the bruise. But yes. now give it, give it a few hours, give it a day. Uh, that mug gonna swell up. It's gonna turn black and blue. And it's that's, that's like the because I get cystic acne. That's when you get the right. cystic acne. You can't see it, but it hurts. It hurts. It's like, oh my, can it come up? Can it, it come up? It hurts. <laughs> and and here you are, you're like, but I don't see it, but it hurts. But you know it's there. <laughs> and, and you know it's there. But you know why? Because trauma, like like bumps and like pain, is at the nerve. It's at the base. It's at your nerve ending. Trauma is that same thing. It's mm -hmm. at the nerve ending, which is why sometimes the trauma doesn't come out or you don't react to something the way people would have expected you to until what do people say? I must have hit a nerve. 
That's true. Mm, exactly. That's true. You did. That's true. You hit a nerve on something that I have been bottling up. I had locked up. I threw away the key to it. I sat on that suitcase and made that thing close. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to see it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not unpacking it. I'm not doing it. But it's luggage. It is luggage. And, and you carry it with you, honey. And you carry it everywhere yeah. you go. I, I, uh, what's the name? Say the bag lady. Honey, carry all them bags. Right, right. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna what? Hurt you? Gonna hurt your back? No back. That's right. It is. But it you is know, I think lady. that. But people like for me, and it's never like, not necessarily like say that it's good, but for me, like to be taken from my siblings, you know, at such a young age. And then I felt like one time when I was put in Bergen County, I was like put out to pasture by myself because mm-hmm. everybody else stayed in the same place. I mean, like right. my mother was able to go there every day, but here you I am by them. myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly, you know, because her salon was there. So she went to work in the city. I'm, I'm just here. I mean, I enjoyed going to school now, but I, I miss my, old, I went to school in Harlem. I went to private school there, but I learned at an early age to really enjoy my own company. And to like, I I I'm, I feel good. I, I enjoy myself being alone. Sometimes even more than I enjoy being with people. I'm not gonna lie. Right. You know. And um. But I knew that it was important. And I, I raised my children like that because right. when you don't know how to be alone by yourself and deal with all those things, right. um, you tend to get into a lot of other things. You end up get into a lot of relationships and marriages and all these things, things that don't mean well for you right. out of loneliness. Right. But when you, you learn to be person. young, exactly you need that person, or at least you, you, you learn have, to be young. you've convinced yourself that you need that person. Exactly. Because you're lonely. But when you right. learn to be your own best friend and enjoy that, that, that time and that peace, right. You, you know, it is, it is healthy for you because then again, I go back to my biological mother She's, you know, now she's freaking out living alone because she's never lived alone. Mm. She's in one level. Like, you know, I'm not, and I tell you, this is your opportunity. You know, you have eight kids, you got 20 something grandchildren, you know, this is your time. But and right. she has a hard time handling that. But I can honestly tell you, both my children, they enjoy, they, they, they used to tell me when they were little kids, like, oh, we're relaxing, mommy. They'd be like, you know, four or five years old, talking about we're relaxing. You know, they knew how to relax and be and chill and have their own space, go in their rooms and just be. And it's something that is necessary. But because people, especially this time, this day and time, people are so stimulated by everything, even our children, because now you have like, overstimulated. And they don't know. Like, so when you can't, they can't even think about, like, let me just pick up a book. You know, or let me just and, sit down and be still. Uh, be still like you know nothing they just want to be like you know so that's why people are having all of these issues now because certain things that used to keep you stimulated you Occupied. can interact with yes. exactly you cannot do anymore nope you know the gym the people that okay i'm gonna go to the gym now you couldn't go to the gym right you know the gym was closed whether you went to the gym so i can look at how spectacular your body looked are you really, you know what I mean? You know, because people like when you see somebody there every day for eight hours or, you know, they go like some people go back and forth, you know, like, you know, this issue there. I mean, I know you want to be in yes. good shape, but it's more to right. it than that. So it's like a lot of things that people had to learn to get and having a hard time doing it. And, it, and it's like it's sad. 
And that's where a lot of the feelings that people are so upset are coming from, you know, all of the, the loneliness. People are reaching, even now, people are reaching for people they shouldn't even think about reaching from. Look at all the babies that are coming now. I see or so reaching, many Or reaching back to people. Are reaching right, right, right. Exactly. A whole, exactly. That's a that, and so y'all, that's a that's a whole nother that's a yeah. whole podcast. Yeah, you, you, like, you can't go back. I I, I, <laughs> I I need to find this. There was this, there was this thing that I found that was talking about going back to people. And I was like, when I read it, I was laughing so hard, you know. And I was like, wow this makes so much sense. And I want to find it. I want to see if I still have it, but it was like, it was something about if you, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, it's something about if you, Oh, here it is. If you love someone, set them free. If they come back, it means nobody else liked them, set them free again. <laughs> it's true though. It's true. It's so true. Uh, let me tell you, my, 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 my mentor always says, he's like, when a man leaves you, let him go. Because when he yes. came back, that's he didn't find anybody better than you. But if he didn't know that you were that person the first time, you need to leave him alone. Because right. if he if he knew you was, was his wife, he would have never left you in the first place. Yeah, oh my God. But if he you know, but you know, think about it, we see all these romantic movies, and a lot of them all have that same setup when you really yes. think about it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, because they broke up, then they got back together. But with what my mentor said is really, really true. If they would have found somebody better than you, they would have never came back. Well, but that, that now I laugh about that and I, I agree, but I also disagree to the point of sometimes both people or one person is not in the same place. Now we've seen well, that that's happen. Different. Somebody needs to grow. That, that's yeah, different. Somebody yeah, needs I, to I grow. Can see that. So from that perspective, I believe that. But if you, but if I'm not, if we're not in the same place, but we're not in the same place because one of us or both of us are, are dealing with unresolved trauma in our lives, mm -hmm. when that person walks out or if you walk out, keep walking. It's true. It's keep true. Going. Keep walking. Because until you deal with your trauma and you are able to handle it and face it, and until that person deals with their trauma and they're able to handle it and deal with it, it's never going to work. Because what happens is we think that when we meet someone and some somewhere in our crazy minds, but it's what we've been Discombobulated everything. Yes. <laughs> discombobulated mind and this crazy life I'm living. <laughs> and that when I meet you and we start to share what little of our trauma we're going to share. So we sharing and you're like, yeah, my mother left me too. Mm -mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my dad used to, my dad used to do that same thing. And we're like, man, we got so much in common. You need to be <laughs> like, you know what? We have so much in common. I'm going to keep you as a brother. I'm going to keep you as a sister. Maybe we can help each other. <laughs> work through our trauma exactly this is not a good reason this to start relationship. a relationship <laughs> yeah that's not the basis to our relationship on now not at all <laughs> because but it but is it not what we do though i mean think back on it to some of the people you dated some of the people that you liked and then after you spent time with them or maybe after they spent time with you because we're not exempt 
that they spent time with you and they realize you really need to work on some stuff, right? Or you realize after being with them, I really need to work on some stuff. But we get so elated to the fact that we have so much in common. Having stuff in common when it is when it's detrimental and it's trauma and it's unresolved mm-hmm. trauma, that's not mm-hmm. a good idea. That's like saying I went to I went to like if I had to go to someone sent me to anger management, right? And then mm-hmm. I meet someone else in anger management. I'm exactly. like, oh my God, me and you have so much in common. I think we should get into a relationship. What do you think is going to happen in that relationship? Yeah, that's not going to work. That's it's going to be hell on high water every yes, opportunity. Yes, yes. But that's just like you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't, you didn't watch Sex in the City, but it was one episode where the lead character, she went to, um, she was going to therapy because she would just, her, this relationship, she would be so obsessive in these relationships. And, you know, it was these different things that was happening to her. And Bon Jovi was the guest star on the show that week. And uh-huh. he, she started, she met him at therapy. And she would always pick, that's what she wanted. She would always pick relationships with the wrong man. And so one day she went, and she really didn't want to go, but her girlfriend's forced her to go. And one day she went there, she saw Bon Jovi. And she was like, oh, so he was leaving when she was coming. So next time she got there really early and she dressed up. And so he would notice her. And um, because the therapist said, oh, you look mighty dressed up today. So she's like, oh, today was laundry day. You know, like that. So then eventually, <laughs> of course, they, they, they meet and they start hanging out. And um, so, of course, eventually they end up in bed. And so and it just ends up being like a mistake. He was like, she's like, so why do you see Dr. So-and-so? He said, because once I have sex with a woman, I don't like her no more. And he said, she said, why? He said, he said, oh, yeah. She said, I was going because I always pick the wrong man. You know, Bam. that was into that because, you know, there you go. You meet somebody in the office. Okay. Right. <laughs> and so, the, so the conversation should have started. What are you here for? Exactly. When we, when exactly. we don't ever ask that question. We don't ever ask that question because we lead with what we see. We leave with what we see or we leave with what the emotion tells us. And that's that's a human. Those are human traits. But well, what, what I what I do, what I give would the it be like, what would we, what would it be like in life if we met people and not like you don't have to go in, but you you say like. Like I, I, a prime example, one of my best friends always says to people, what's your crazy? And I remember when she first asked me that question, I was like, what? I was like, you know, okay. But as the years went on, I clearly understood what she meant by that. Because many people would say, I don't have a crazy. There's nothing about me that is crazy. Until you start to dig into yourself and you start to do that self-examination, that autopsy, of your Mm -hmm. life, of your relationships, of things that have happened to you or the things that you keep avoiding as to why you think you're, you shouldn't do it. Once you start to do that, you do identify your crazies. Oh yeah. And I, I I I know my crazy. I know my crazy. I know. And it's like, you know, cause I, I get the same thing from most people that I date. You know what I mean? It's like, you expect too much of me. 
but I expect a lot of myself. I need you, if you say you're going to be there at six o'clock, I need you to be at six o'clock or you need to be calling me and telling me why you're not there. So I need you to be consistent. Right. And that's very important to me. And that does have a lot to do with my trauma. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I was abandoned and all these kind of things. So I need to know that you're going to show up. But right. don't tell me, my crazy is, don't tell me you're going to show up and you're not going to show up. Because then it's that other side you're definitely going to see. Right. I have a big problems right. with that. I'm not a person to be like, oh, that's okay. No, it's not okay. Right. And, and, and you do need to be a person of your word. Right. You know, my thing is because I am very open about, you know, my trauma that I always want to be with somebody who seems like, like to, oh, like you were raised by your parents. That's something like, I love that. You know what I mean? To me, somebody who's raised by their parents, it's like your, their parents wanted them. Whereas I feel opposite of that, you know? And um, so, but in the end, when the whole picture comes out, you know, if they, even though their parents wanted them or whatever, it's still a situation. Right. But they you didn't share that. Too. Right. They yeah, well, you didn't share that with me. Right, exactly. Right. But now it's only you. But it's like, but then not to mention that now you have that trauma. Now that we've been together X amount of years or we're married or whatever, now that I discovered that trauma, I know my trauma. I continue to always work on my trauma because it comes at you in many different ways. Okay. You have never even acknowledged your trauma or even tried to work on it. Now, oh, you you believe all those things. You guys go see the therapist. Yeah, but I'm working on myself. Right. And you need to start working on you. (laughs) And, and right. don't, you know what I mean? And right. don't. And then we'll get, I would get these messages like, oh, yeah, you're right. I should have been working on myself, whatever, you know, after the fact. I, I don't right. think there's not anybody that I haven't dated that didn't try to, like, knock back on my door again because they see, you know, it's right. like a guy that um, we, like, dated, like, when I was a teenager in the Bronx. And I know, and it, I've, I've been off of social media, you know, since being in ICU. I still haven't really gotten back there yet. Mm-hmm. And I happened to look on some hit, like sitting there message, like maybe like nine weeks ago. And he said, you know, you'll always hold a special place in our heart. And it's funny because I mean, we're young, you know, it was nothing, you know, sexual or anything like that. But I never forget why I broke up with him is he said he was going to drop out of high school. And I'm like, well, I don't date dummies. So that's not going to work, <laughs> you know, like that. And but, you know, you look at this and he was like a couple of years older than me. Right. These many right. years later. He's like, you're still so special to me, you know, married, big into the church and everything like that. And I really I didn't know what to say to that. To be honest with you, I just sent a heart because I didn't like that. Only because, you know, you know, not even I don't know. You have a wife, you have a family, you know, don't do that. I don't like that. You know, I mean, it's something he puts himself. Maybe we'll give him the benefit of the doubt that it was not that because. I have friends who say that to me. And it's funny because like you said, he's big into the church. I remember two of my really good friends who, when I, when I was younger and would say to them, you shouldn't do that. Right. Even though I was, I did crazy stuff too, but I was always the one too going, you shouldn't do that. Like that's not good. And you should go to church. Right. And two of my friends would always be like, like one was the worst. He's like, ah, Iris, nobody got time for church. Who wants to go to church? And now he now he's a minister. He, he doesn't just go to church. He's a whole minister, right? And the other one is a deacon. And so it's interesting that when we talk to each other now, how it has become 
more of a man I always will I always will love you not because in in a sexual way I will always love you and have a place in my heart for you because you know Mm -hmm. from whence I came just Mm -hmm. like they know from whence I came and now look Mm -hmm. that we are we are here now right and who would have ever thought that we would we would be here in these in these places in our lives where we for some of us we completely rebuked doing some of the things that we do now how we live our lives how we see things in life so giving him the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't meant in a you know it was more of a the thing like you said i don't hang out with dummies you know that could have made, made an impact in his life to say oh yeah sure it did. you know i think that with like you know with, with him it's like i i because he said like like, oh, I, th- I thought you were going to call me. We were going to get together for coffee. Like, certain things I don't, okay, like, tell, you know what I mean? And, like, I have another uh, a friend. Well, I used to date this guy. He's a he's a minister now. He has a big church in Virginia. And he found me on Facebook maybe, like, a year or so ago. And he's like, I need you to call me. Why do I need to call you? You know? And then had, like, a little toot about the fact that I did not call you. Mm. And then started posting all these pictures of him and his wife. Like, that, that's what you should be doing. You know, I have another friend of mine that he's a bishop and he, we talk, we have talked and it's a whole different type of energy. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a nice guy. He doesn't, you know what I mean? And we have, when we have spoken, you know, he ordered a bracelet from me, you know, cause I sell the menstrual and stuff like that. So you do know like the different type of energy, you know, like whereas the minister was trying to be a little slick, the guy that's into the church He's just like trying to like, oh, I think like you want me to give that same energy back to you. And I'm not giving that to you. Yeah. Where the the bishop is just like you love, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we have been friends for a long, long time and he's a a really nice guy. So it's not, you know, so you can see the difference, you know. Okay. But like, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I, I, I was, but like I said, just trying to say, you know. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. Everybody deals with their with their appreciation differently. And of course, we always we do get unwanted appreciation that we're like, yeah, I don't, I I'm good. I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, apparently, because like I do feel like you know, you even if you and then some people are like the same, they they really just haven't even worked on themselves, which is even so much more funnier, you know. And I'm like the type of person, like I, I, I'm when I'm like so over, I'm so over with you. I, you know, like another friend of mine, I was trying to think, I couldn't even remember his last name because I wanted to. He has a moving business, and I was trying to get my client to use him because he has a really good business. She's moving down to Florida, and I, for the life of me, I couldn't. Rem- you met him. I couldn't remember his last name to save my life, and finally, it's. <laughs> Finally, I remember his last name. And I'm like, that's a shame. But I am that person. I told you like that little thing that I was remember from The View with Barbara Walters. And she said she was standing in her doorway one day and this man walked by and said, hi, Barbara. And she said, hi. But she said to like, you know, like, who is that? And then she said, after watching her, oh, that's my ex-husband. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm that person. I, I, Barbara, Barbara and I have that in common because now I will tell you, I can, I can. I have the ability, which is good and bad. I do have the ability to cut. When I say cut it, cut it. Yeah, I, yeah, you do. You do. You do. <laughs> and listen, I'm not saying that's a great thing, but to a degree, 
it has saved my life in many places. It has saved. Well, I can't saved, remember what you look like. It has saved. It has saved my <laughs> my peace. It has saved my sanity. It has saved uh, me probably from going to jail mm-hmm. because we all have been. We have all been in situations. Some trauma occur, occur, occurred in our life that was the result of someone else and someone that we trusted deeply. Mm-hmm. And then this person does something to you. And for you, uh, what did Juice Jones say? I want to run up on you and flat blast you with your hush puppy wearing. I, that's me. <laughs> that, I'm that girl. I, I want. I want, I'm coming for you. I, w- I want to let you know how much I did not appreciate what you have done. Um, so it's better for me than to be able to just cut it off uh, and to delete it, like on a computer, delete, like clean out yeah, that, yeah, clean yeah, it yeah, out, yeah. clean that thing out, because otherwise it's going to become a virus in my system. Yep. Well, you know, because some people do like to like, you know, I think that, you know, have a which way relationships and you know the best things like I'm doing well I don't need to see you I don't need to be in your space you don't need to be in my space because right. I when people do that I personally don't understand that you know I don't I don't need to see those people ever again like I told you like my like five years ago probably even shorter than that my ex-husband is trying to find me on Facebook tell me I'm looking for my ex-wife yeah I thought for divorce after seven weeks of marriage that goes to show me <laughs> that you are still cool, cool, cool. That was you a, know what I'm saying that- for those of you who don't know, that was the little marriage. That was a little marriage. Yes, that's a little marriage. <laughs> so, little you marriage. know, that, that just goes to show me, like, oh, I'm looking for my wife. I, I, let me tell you, I did not entertain that. First of all, I'm not that. your wife. I am not your I, wife. Hello. I'm not your wife. And, like, I was like, that's, like, really, like, crazy, <laughs> you know? Even the, the guy that I was engaged to, like, the big love of my life, I don't know what, when he finally got himself I don't know what but he started looking for me I'm because I'm friends with his brother on Facebook and he's like want to be friends I'm like no dude we're not gonna be friends and you know it's funny because the other day I started thinking about him because he died and I'm like do you and I felt I felt a ways when he died you know what I mean I mean, we were engaged. We were together for like three years. He was a big like love in my life. Matter of fact, that was why I got married. It was like a um, what do you call that thing when you um, when you marry somebody or get together with somebody, but you're still really in love with somebody else. It's a word. Oh, for that. he was the he was the um, I don't want to use that word. He was the um, fall. He was the fall. Um, oh God. Well, you know what I'm like talking the, about, right? The get over guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was like the cleanup man. The other yeah, cleanup yeah, woman, yeah. like the cleanup yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even think of what I'm. What I know we're this, talking it's about. It's a word for that. It's a word. word. For it. What's a clean word for? It? I just can't remember the word. But yeah, anyway, that's so, why I said um, I didn't want to use the other word because that was exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, 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 it's a clean word for it too. But so that's why that was never going to work. Because right. I was definitely still in love. It took me years to get over him, right. you know, because I didn't really, I, I knew how to heal with childhood trauma, but the, your tools of your heart, because I was like my, that my big love, you know, for a long time. And so, but when, um, when his friend called me and said, you know, he had a massive heart attack and died. And he said, I knew no one told you. And I, I felt that you probably needed to know, mm-hmm. you know, this was what, two years ago. I mean, mind you, I hadn't seen this man since I was like 21. Yeah. 
you know, so it was interesting, you know, but do I have any regrets that I never no. spoke to him after I even, I don't No. you know, your life no. has gone on, you know, you end up like the woman that you left before us, who you end up marrying and having children with, you know, and, and divorced and don't really have a good relationship with his children. So you had all those issues. Cause like the way people think they could just end things and break people's heart. And you think that your life is going to go well, it doesn't work like that. Or the people who don't end things, the people who go, go. Oh yeah, that doesn't work either. So so always be mindful of that. A person who is a ghoster means that they have their own trauma. Of course. And remind me though, with the women too, you cannot build your love with a man on another woman's tears. That's not going to work either. Or or vice versa. Yes, ma'am. Or or vice versa. It's it's never, it's never going to work. It's not, it's not going to work because. You know, it's so true because you leave that person in pain that you go on that, you know, right. it may look good on the, when it may look good initially or maybe looking good on the outside, it's all really going to fall apart right. on you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am going to, I'm going to challenge all of us who, you know, all of those of you who are tuning in, don't, don't be a trauma, don't be a trauma maker, right? You know, as people say, don't be a trauma. Sometimes we make exactly because we do make our own trauma sometimes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. don't be a trauma maker. You know, in life we have enough trauma that we have no control over. Things happen to us on a on a Mm -hmm. regular daily basis in our lives that we have no control over. But if you can minimize, like even even if it means the relationship isn't working, but be be caring enough to let a person know, I see you. And, and to be able to say to a person, for whatever the reason, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do this anymore. Don't, mm-hmm. just, don't just leave a person or, or mistreat a person or, 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 or pick up another person. Oh, pick, <laughs> that's a <beautiful. laughs> I was trying to be nice, but that is the ultimate betrayal, right? <laughs> Before you go, you know, packing a new bag, uh, you know, Get that bag empty first. Get, get What's that old saying? You you can't ride one horse with two. Well, how does that say? You can't ride two horses with one eye. And you can't. Oh, you, go, you can only ride one horse. And you have to. True. I mean, the thing is that, I mean, I think just people in general to break up with, for some reason, people have the hardest time in the world to break up with someone. And it's like, because you feel that person loves you so much, you're going to hurt them. But and the, real, and the reality person, is, you would be truthful with that person. Exactly. And that you're going to hurt them more by getting somebody else on the side, you know, or what right. people do, like, you know, I'm just saying, like the guys, they're just going to treat you mean, start arguments to push you away so you could eventually break up with them, you know. And so those are some techniques. But what about the technique of being honest? Because if you're not feeling the relationship nine times out of 10, they're not feeling the relationship either. But right. they're thinking, oh, the person that still wants a relationship is saying, well, maybe they're just going through something. Let me just give right. them some time, you right. know. But then if you if you like say to them, like, you know, we're, it's not good for me, you and I, it's not working for me. And I want to let you go so you can have the person that's for you. Because there is somebody, it's more than one somebody for everybody, but there is somebody for you. And I'm not that person. But, but we need got, to be. Um, you got to learn how to have relationship checkups, though. Of like, course, absolutely. Like, you you got to have relationship checkups because while we, as we are all, as we started with this conversation about 
you know, our, the things we take for granted. And we do, we take our relationships yeah. for granted. And that's oh, all across the board. That's our, yes, children, yes. our spouses, yep, our parents, yep, right. our work. We take things for granted because we mm-hmm. just take it that it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really need, I don't need to nurture you the way I did mm-hmm. in the beginning, or I don't need to court you the way I did in the beginning, because now we're here. Right. But every, every now and then you need to have a relationship checkup and go to the people in your lives that you are relational with and say, Hey, is there anything that is bothering you or mm-hmm. anything that you think we could work on? Or is there something that you think we're missing? And a lot of times you'll be surprised at what you find out. Mm-hmm. If you're honest. If that's what let's say. If, you're, if you're honest, right? Mm-hmm. But because people don't, relationships go to hell in a handbasket because it's almost like once we get together, people don't want to conversate about what could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I see something I see something coming because what we do is we shut that other person down automatically like mm-hmm. if I say hey um can we not do this tonight but we do this thing now we've been together 20 years and we've been doing the same thing for 20 years and then on this 21 and a half year I'm like what can we do what you get where you get that from who are you talking to why are you <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yes. <laughs> like they have Chinese food tonight instead of pork chops. Yeah, because people don't like change, honey. Change they don't like. But you know, I used to do that with my kids. Like all it's still like to this day, you know, and they're like and it's challenging with you know young adults because yes. they're adults, but they're still not really adults, you know. Yes. And they yeah, want to be about they, that. They, right, they, right. So you want to make decisions, but you really can't make decisions. And you exactly. Really- <laughs> you know, yeah. but I used to say, I used to ask them, like, you know, especially like I said that like every month I would say, OK, so what do you think I could have done better as a mother this month? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what do you guys feel? And, you know, and they would like, you know, my son would like, like, I know never I never forget one time they said, oh, you were yellow this month. You yelled a lot. Mm-hmm. And I said, really? I said, they said, every time we didn't do something, um, you yell. Okay. And I forgot what I was trying to tell them to do. They're like maybe 14 and 16, something of that nature. And I came in, whatever it was, they still didn't do. I said, oh, I was a yellow this month, but it's still not done, right? So you have to take responsibility what I'm trying to tell, what I'm telling you to do, you know? So you need to get it done, right? And then we never had that conversation again, right? You know, because that was one of the things that even from being like small, you know, not to be a yeller. Like my kids were very sensitive about those things. Right. When they right. came home, the teacher was a yeller. We didn't like the teacher. You know, right. <laughs> this whole thing. So were my kids. But but you yeah. know, but you know what the but the flip side of that is, if if we if we did that right, if we were honest with the people in our lives, regardless of their children or. Our, if we did that and we really took heed to it, it also gives us the opportunity to do the self-evaluation, to exactly. start the work. What we say exactly. do the work. You got to do your own work. So it would it would give us each an opportunity to say, okay, I heard what you said. Mm-hmm. And instead That's of right. getting and instead of getting mad about it, exactly. or, or getting an attitude about it, 
is to then go back and evaluate and say, okay, I was, I did yell a lot this month. So mm-hmm. why was I yelling this month? Exactly. That's what I, exactly. That's what I did. And mm-hmm. why was I so bothered that mm-hmm. I felt the need that I had to yell everything this mm-hmm. month? Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, it, and, and with your kids, depending on their age, you don't, ne- you don't have to go back to your kids every time you've done something to be like, okay, so mommy apologizes. Because exactly. You, right, 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 right. Cause then, yeah. cause now you've given up your, you've given up your, your, right. exactly. your, your strength, you know, you know what I mean? Your, when you stand you know, exactly. All, exactly. all those things come at a certain time in life as they grow, mm-hmm. we grow, but there, you know, mm-hmm. you still got to keep your, your headship. Right. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it be interesting that if we did that, with our significant others, with our good friends, with our parents and said, hey, you know, this thing happened and I really don't understand why it's happening mm-hmm. or it keeps happening. And then everybody gets the opportunity to honestly share. And if everybody would, would, would listen with open heart and open ears and then go back and then, you know, look at their part and then come back again and say, okay, how could we do that differently? But that's typically how it doesn't, it, it, you know. Well, I think that if you have like getting, getting mashed down, which creates this, this one thing that was something that was hurtful. And then that thing just continues to, like (laughs) we said, the bruise, the bruise you can't see, you know, it it, is there, but it's underneath. It, but it's underneath the skin, and right, and so it, it's like. But if you a, have good relate, if you have um, if you have good communication, like you and I, we have really great communication. Right. So right. you know, we have like when you want to share something, you feel like you know this is why I feel. You just come. I, I don't think we dance around each other like that. No, we don't. You know, and we I don't. don't. And a lot of like a lot of like my, I really don't dance around. Like so, I don't get I, even with my. Ex-husband, I really didn't dance around. He danced, but I didn't dance. You know what I mean? But then you're gonna right. blow up because now you're not. You want to? You're not gonna say I'm. I'm asking you because I guess you maybe don't, can't think of a tactful way to say it because there are a hundred different ways to say something. Right. You know, so you're right. just gonna say when you get fed up like nasty because I should have made you. You sound like something like for ten years ago you should have made really because you right. had all the opportunity right. in the world. Even when I would ask you like. Like, let's go to therapy. We should do this so we can communicate better. You know, I was a big right. Dr. Oz because Dr. Oz said this. I was all like, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I really want you to be happy. If you don't want to be with me, just let me know. And we could work. And I, and I would say it like that. You know, no, no, I just got to get myself together. Always be those kind of things until it just finally like blew up. And it was like, oh, and I think that it was like, Oh, we're just gonna push this under the rug, and I'm like, oh no, this is gonna sit on top of the rug, right? Because this is over. Um, how long it takes to actually officially be over—that's a whole nother story. But right. this is over, you know, right. because you can't keep asking somebody to work on it and they don't want to work on it. Right. Correct. You have to right. want. You have to want to work on it, and you know, then then some people. They're just going to be like that. They're not going to be able to ever express themselves. And some people could take that in a relationship. I cannot take that in a relationship. And unfortunately, a lot of men don't know how to express themselves. And that's because they were always told to shut up and be quiet. Men don't cry. Don't show your emotion. And then they don't know how to show emotion. 
which is not really good. And even with my son, mm-hmm. as he started to get older, and he would say, oh, like he would be trying to explain something. I said, I don't understand what you're trying to say. Oh, forgive me. No, no, we're not going to forget it because right. this, you need to know how to express yourself. You're getting older now. You're going to have relationships. Don't ever do that. And I would never let him shut up and be quiet. Don't show right. emotion because right. we, we send men down a dangerous path when we do that. Because then once they get a wife and get into a relationship, they no longer know how to show emotion or know how to communicate their emotions. And that's important. And that's where the, the fallout is. So they're feeling something. And I, if you are communicating like I am, but they can't express what they're feeling. Right. And sometimes you get to take this back from before y'all got married. And you'd be wondering like, well, if you felt that way, then why we get married? You know, because you couldn't communicate that. And that's what, no, no, no. Because this is a two-way kind of thing. You know, you know and so I've seen so many of those things, you know, being a relationship coach. And it's really, really sad because all it, it, some of these things could be solved by just a conversation. Right. Hence why, it wouldn't even do, that far. hence why people should do marriage counseling. I know oh, a, lot absolutely. People, a lot of people think that, you know, they're like, I don't need that. We love each other. Uh, this is love has nothing to do with it. Love has <laughs> nothing. What you say? It has nothing to do with you it. You know how many people that love each other we, that are divorced? No, no, listen, we love our children. <laughs> that don't mean they don't get on our nerves. No, get on our nerves. Like, right. like, like my big thing, my big thing was I used to be like, I come home Friday and I'm tired. I come home late and I'll come home different times. But average, I get home like 10, 10, 30. When you have dishes in my sink, and I always tell you when I'm coming home and there's dishes in my sink, we got a problem. We got a problem. So <laughs> we have a problem. So I would just tell my son, because my daughter's at college, I'll come home and he's lounging on the couch with watching his movie. Oh, you disturbing me. You know, I was watching my movie. <laughs> Honey, we be clicking that movie off. Because right, I told you right. about those dishes in my sink. But then I'm a yeller, right? Right. Because you know right. the deal. I give you ample opportunity. Oh, mommy's getting ready to come home. Now, sometimes, because like in my other house, I could pull up and see the light on in my kitchen. And I say, yeah. I said, oh, he and they washing them dishes. Now, if you washing them, right. I ain't saying right. nothing. But if you laying on that couch, this dishes in my sink. Right. We, we got, got a problem. problem. <laughs> but, you know, I think I tell people all the time, if you were, if you are of our age, you know, and if you went to the movies to see Crooklyn, I remember Crooklyn. When that, when that scene came out, when when Alfred Woodard went in that room and she said, you must have, she was like, get up. You must have lost your whole damn mind. You <laughs> left them dishes in my sink. The whole theater was like, what? <laughs> that was every one of our mamas. That was every one of our mamas. If your mama didn't do that to you in your life, you need to go back and have a conversation with her because that was everyone. And I, I used to make jokes with my kids. I was like, I will be the Crooklyn mama. And they would be mm-hmm. like, what is the Crooklyn mama? Go watch the movie. <laughs> go watch Crooklyn. Watch go the watch movie. Crooklyn. Yeah. Because but it's like, you have to like, yeah. Some things that there, there has to be a stop. There has to be a, you can't cross this line. Right. You know, and there has to be, okay, we got to stop and we got to have a conversation. And for so many of us in our lives, we are never given the opportunity to share our trauma. Mm-hmm. But I also realized, and, and I was having this conversation with my mom the other day about as adults, you cannot keep blaming other people, even though those are the people who may have created or put you in the situations. But mm-hmm. after a certain age in your life, you are responsible 
to go deal with your own damn absolutely absolutely you can't keep blaming your parents for what they didn't do that's right ex didn't do Mm -hmm. what your brothers and sisters didn't do Mm -hmm. what the job Mm -hmm. did to you that's right what 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 the man didn't do what the man right because the thing that i think we forget who is the common denominator in every situation in your life you that's right that's you that's right. So you do, you know, that's one thing. I know a lot of people don't love, uh, you know, they, you either love or you hate a, uh, a Van Zandt. But when she says you got to do the work, that is what she's talking about. You got to do go work. deal with your own stuff and you cannot yes, you do. blaming other people for the stuff. Yes, they, fa- they play a major factor, but at some point you have to learn Where's my peace? Where, how, what needs to happen for me to keep it and how to get it? And once I get it, not to give it away, right? That's right. But no, right? nobody. <laughs> where, where, where do I need to find grace and forgiveness? One, right. for whomever put, you know, helped in the trauma part, but also mm-hmm. where I created trauma in my own life. I got to find right. grace and mercy for my own self and forgiveness. Exactly. Right? And, and trust me, if you start with yourself with grace, right, for yourself, then seeking for the mercy that we all need, that we all, only reason we even exist is because of grace and mercy. And mercy. That's right. True. And forgiveness. When you do that, you will find yourself able to move out of those places that you just didn't even think you could but you mm-hmm. can but you mm-hmm. gotta learn how to release it you got but you got it you can't deal it's like you can't throw away garbage if you don't see it as garbage which is that, that yes absolutely absolutely which because is so if true. you don't see it as garbage you'll just keep it'll be an empty cup but you keep putting it on the table and you keep leaving mm-hmm. it on the table right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, okay and with it's like bad food the reason why you refrigerate food is to make sure that the food stays fresh exactly but even after a certain amount of time in the refrigeration the it's food gonna... goes bad it does message, you're right about that message mm-hmm. you're welcome you're, you're welcome for that message that you just give it keep that mm-hmm. in mind you got to learn how to throw away call garbage what it is and throw away the garbage Get rid exactly. of the garbage, get rid of, deal with the trauma, deal with the hurt, deal with the disappointment, deal with the anger, deal with the sadness. You got to do it. Because if you don't, you're always going to live in a state of trauma. You are. And recognize who you are too. Like, I know that one of the things that I tend to overlook meeting people, if you're nice, because I always like a nice guy, no. I tell you. The nice guy gets me, and then, but then, like, I know how Maya Angelou says, when watch when a man starts picking at you, he said, because if you keep messing with that man, you'll be bald headed. And it'd be those little things. Like, I know, yes, I was yes. a day guy, oh, why do you have to drive with that kind of car? You should mm, get this kind yeah. of car. Right. Oh, why do, why, why do you have to eat at that kind of restaurant? Mm-hmm. You know, McDonald's is not good enough for you. You know what I mean? And why, why do you, why, 
Yeah, why, why, why do you have to buy those expensive boots and, you know, all this kind of thing? And, you know, I don't like, I'm like, you know, but no. And this, they're like, no, that's, I mean, because they're just, they're telling you what their level is and not like that you're better or whatever, that they, they don't like, they don't like a certain type of car, a nice car. They don't like to eat at nice restaurants. They don't like, you know, nice boots. You know what I mean? They, whatever. They don't understand why you got to go get your hair done once a week or why you'll get your nails and toes done. And that to me, that's part of a person wants to just, they're trying to really bring you down to whatever level that, that they are. And then you're like fighting for where you are. So that's never going to work, you know? And then in the end, oh, you're like a stuck up, you know, B to them. And, you know, it gets to be, you know, a whole nother thing. Oh, you think you're this. Well, I know I'm God's daughter. That's why I know I am. And these are the things I desire in my life are, and it has nothing to do with you. These are the things that I had in my life before I met you. This is who I was before I met you, you know, so what's the problem? But you see, because just now you when say, you were saying that here, where you stopped and you said, not that I'm better than you. But why do we why do we stop there? Because it's not even a thing of better. It is no. just this uh, is my standard for me. Exactly. And that's your standard for right. you. And and our standards are different level. They're very different. Exactly. Now, if exactly. we come together and I understand your standard and you understand my standard, and we're able to compromise on those standards and say, I'm okay where you are. You're uh -huh, okay uh -huh. where I am, but we we help each other grow and get better. So maybe we uh -huh. never become equal, but uh -huh. my standard moves, your standard moves, your standard uh -huh. moves, my standard. So it's not even a thing of equalness, but it should never be that I have to be less than in order for you to feel better. Exactly. I that's just if you if you are engaging in those type relationships and that's again remember everything is relational so even if you're at a job and you're doing your job but you know more than what they're giving you credit for and you're constantly have to dumbing it down because somebody says well that's not your title so you can't say that you can you need a new job mm, absolutely if you're in a relationship that you have to dumb down, you have to play down who you are, what you are and your abilities and your, and that's not, I'm not talking about being boastful. I'm not talking about being arrogant. I'm talking about you as who you are, your destiny, who you mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And when somebody is constantly saying, when you said, I would really like to do such and such and such, like you said, with the car and the person goes, that's dumb. Why would you ever want to do that? You need to find new friends. Exactly. Because you, <laughs> you. <laughs> you know what? Your friends and your circle, your family, your loved ones, the people in your lives, when you come up with something, now they can, they can definitely say, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. But at the same time, they can say, let me tell you why it's dumb though. And they help you work through to get to how this thing comes to fruition. Because exactly. I need, because I, we always need truth. So exactly. if the idea comes across as dumb, then it's dumb. I'm fine. I can handle that. But now help me figure out how it's, it's applicable and it's not dumb. 
But when you just shoot down everything I do without reason or without even the ability to give me an, an alternative, you and I don't have anything in common. Well, you know, you see those little things. It's like, prime example, our podcast. So, uh, so I said, uh, you know, let's tell everybody starting a podcast. So a girlfriend of mine, she's in, she's in media. So she said, oh, maybe I'll check out your little podcast. Yeah, literally. So, Exactly. So that 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 let me know where you're coming from. Um, my other girlfriend, I was just I wasn't saying because I know we're busy. Because the one thing I do know about being an entrepreneur, you really your family and your close friends really don't support you. It's the people who don't know you really support you. Right. So I'm never I already know that, you know. Right. But my one friend said, Oh, um, I just don't have time, you know, and everybody and their mother have a podcast these days. So like, yeah, I I get it. You know, saying like I wasn't, I was just, you know, asked me what I was doing. I was just telling you, right. you know. And so, you know, but I am that person that is like, cause you tell me what I want to know, or what type of relationship we have by the things that you say to me. Right. And right. some of those, some of those things, you know, they couldn't be like, you know, we say you communicate with a person, but some of those things have already been communicated. Correct. You know, so right. you're not like, oh, why are you going to say little like, you know, they I mean, it's especially when it's like fresh, you know, what I'm saying it just comes off the dome. It's there. Right. So that is right. how you feel. And that's OK, because I don't have to convince you that, oh, you shouldn't call my podcast little. I mean, that's irrelevant because I don't need your approval. Exactly. You know, what I mean, I do not need your approval. So just like I was telling you, I'm like my cousin, like, oh, and like, you know, well, I, I was talking about. I knew what you were saying, but nobody knew what I was. Nobody else knew what I was saying. You know, not to make me feel bad about what I was saying. Right. Like, no, I have a voice, and I'm going to use my voice. If you don't like it, don't listen. That's all I can tell you. Right. You know, so right. people will try to put you. That's what it is. Trying to put you in your place. Mm-hmm. But who are you to put me in my place? Right. You know, God created me. And he's the only person who could put me in my place. Right. You know, but you so, you, you know, if you listen really well, something and then you kind of know what type of relationship is, is that relationship worth having a conversation? Because all relationships aren't worth that. Right. They're not. And yeah. So you have to pick and choose the ones that are very important to you. Like, so, I mean, like certain days, I, I'm not going home and living with you. I have to sleep with you. That that doesn't have to be. That's not my issue with you. You know, I don't live with you, you know, and there's some things that you have to tackle, you know. Because of how you feel about that person, whatever the level of the relationship is or whatever that may be. Right. Because, you know, we all go through the I haven't heard from so and so in so long or I call this person all the time and they don't call me back. And then then I started realizing, am I missing anything by not talking to that person? The last time I spoke to you or I saw you. What was it? What what was it like? Was it memorable? Was it great? Was it wonderful? Or was it kind of like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. And so just like you release things in your life, you got to learn how to release people too. Mm-hmm. Because remember, again, what do we say? We're all in, and especially right now, right now we're all in, in the intensive care unit. Yes, the entire we are. world, the entire yes, universe we are. is in an intensive care unit. And you're right about that. Instead of being in the intensive care unit, take that ICU and tell somebody that you see them. Mm-hmm. And reach out That's to right. them. 
mm-hmm. and, 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 and be patient with them, be gracious with them. But first, mm-hmm. start with yourself. Learn how to be gracious. Exactly. It's true. Because you, if you take care of yourself, you'll be able to take care of other people. But yeah. when people have all yeah. that hatred, it's because they don't even love themselves. Right. right. You know, nobody ever learned. A lot of people never learn how to love themselves. Exactly. They were so being exactly. so beaten by their family and by their parents, unfortunately. You know, I bring you here and then I dog you at the same time, which is right. horrible. You yes. Know? Yes. Well, I see that I was going to say this real quick. I just I know um, well, when you but like when you're like when somebody you're 20 and the kids are like 16, 15, they like seem so much big difference. What it is mm-hmm. at that point. Yes. And um, I knew this little girl. She used to date um, one of my neighbors. They were like the same age. And then um, but she was, you know, uh, I would say, you know, like a little more advanced than he was, even though they were the mm-hmm. same age. And then she started dating somebody that was like a year or so younger than me. And her and this boy, they had a baby. And um, I've ne- I never, I think the baby, maybe I did see him when he was a baby, really pretty little baby. And she was Spanish and the, uh, the, the, the gentleman, he was black. Anyway, years later, I saw her in the store shopping with her mother and the little boy was there. He has to be about maybe six or seven. Oh my God, her mother and her treated that little boy so nasty. Mm. They were telling him to shut up. And I'm like, you know why? It's because, I, you know, like he was he, had, he was very heavy for his age and um, very nice looking boy, but he was dark like his father. But mm-hmm. oh, these people, it was a family of these people and they looked like they was carved out of chocolate. Talking about beautiful, just beautiful. The, fa- the girls and the boys, there's a lot of them too. Mm-hmm. And he looked like them, but with curly, curly hair. And um, I would, and I often like you know how something comes to your mind. Yeah. And I often think of and he has to be like probably twenty seven or thirty at this point. And I often what happened to that little boy? Mm. How did his life end up being after them treating him so harshly? Yes. You know. And you know you and sometimes you know I don't even remember the little boy's name. You know it is like you said it's good you pray and use people's name. I just like to say a prayer for him. I don't know what his right. name was. But God knows who I'm talking yes, about. You know, you think about, yeah, when you think about some things that you have crossed through your life, because it was as long as we're here yes. and that's to be in our 50s, we're going to see more and more of that. You know, so it'd be like things that you saw when you were 25, like whatever, what was the resolution yes, of that situation? That, Did they yes. ever get that together? You know, right. and it's like, you know, because right. you're not in touch with these people or you're not living in the same place anymore. But right. it's certain things that you just don't forget. They just resonate with you. Yes, they do. Right? That's very true. So again, like I said, let people know that you see them, you know. Exactly. And yeah. and even if you don't see that person again, someone like that person or with that situation will come into your life again. And mm-hmm. like I said, take the opportunity to let people know that you see them, that you hear them. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not mm-hmm. saying you're going to be the the sounding board for everyone that you meet in life because you can't be. No. But just like I said, just remember to be gracious to people, to be kind mm-hmm. to people, because mm-hmm. again, none of us know what the next person is going through, even when, even when we, even when we talk to, about it, mm-hmm. because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still going to keep a, a little bit of, I'm going to keep a little bit of that trauma to myself because I'm not sure how you will handle all of oh, yeah, yeah. stuff, right? That's true. So yeah. Keep that in mind. 
keep that in mind. But not, but not only that, which I've learned too. Like some, I know even for me, like somebody said, like, so what happened? Like, why did you get a divorce? I could like hit the bullet points, maybe, but I can honestly say that I really don't. I couldn't really pinpoint it. You know, it's right. like some things right. happen to you that you don't even really understand. Right. right? Are able right. to make you know um, a, give a definition to. And I can honestly say that some situations you can't even give a definition to nope. to yourself. You nope. can only express how maybe it made you feel, you know, because you're only speaking one sided. You know, you can't speak right. for the other person. Right. And right. so it's, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to put things into words. You know, sometimes expressing your feelings comes out better. But I can never just like, well, you know, this happened and that happened, you know. And it's still not really, get, I, even myself, sometimes I say it like, I know that happened, but how did it all really come right. together? I don't out? know. Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't know. You know, I just right. know that. Right. And when you, if you get, if you could get to that point, that's helpful. I guess I'm saying all that, that sometimes that you may not really just know all the ins and outs yourself. And, right. and that's okay. Because sometimes people don't want to recognize it because they don't know what to recognize, but right. recognize the right. feeling. And right. that helps. Right. Start there. That mm-hmm. is correct. Exactly. Well, I hope that you all have garnered something from today. So, mm-hmm. you know, because trauma is a part of life. It truly is. Yeah, but, it is. but you don't have to make it your life. Mm-hmm. You heard what I said? Trauma is a part of life, but you don't have to make it your life. Like you don't have to That's live right. there. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have to be your permanent address. So, mm-hmm. it's and that that doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Yes, 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 and no, but yes, mm-hmm. because if you don't release it, that's where oh. the, that's where the death happens. Oh and yeah, or, sure. or if you don't, or if you don't deal with it, that's when mm-hmm. death starts to suck the life out of your out of your you know your mm-hmm. strength. Mm-hmm. So. I just want to say thank you all so much for joining us today. Um, again, we hope that we shared some nuggets with you all today. Um, again, uh, you know, both Steph and I, um, we're both life coaches. You can uh, find me on I Do Love Coaching on Instagram. Um, uh, you can email me at I Do Love Coaching at Gmail. Um, you can find me on Facebook as well. Um, and, um, you know, just reach out. And of course, you can always reach out to me or Steph on our podcast, The Autopsy of Her, Healing, Evolving, Resiliency. And you can reach Steph at? Um, at Deanne Designs at mymentor.life. You can reach me there. And I, I'm a life coach, a style coach, um, and a relationship coach. So again, we want to thank you all so much. We hope that you all have a pleasant rest of the week. Stay safe, stay blessed, and we thank you all so much. Love you, honey bunny. Have a great weekend. Love you. Love you too, honey bunny. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Okay.